Echo. 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 Welcome to Truth or Daredevil. <laughs> this is Josh and Pete. Truth or remember Daredevil? That? That's one of. The, remember that? I do. I do remember that. Remember that? Um, now, how many before you did? You know, before we did Po Boys, which has gone so well over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you had two other podcasts, right? We we did famously our Truth or Daredevil podcast, which was. Mm-hmm. A singular episode mm-hmm. of Daredevil, mm-hmm. and then you had your um, podcast Pillow Talk, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't really understand. Um, probably hasn't really aged well in the in the age of the My Pillow guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Um, not that it was about that specifically, but I feel like no, just the- generally. <laughs> yeah. And right now, um, in especially pillow talk. Did you have another one? I, I feel like it was. The- Who knows? Who cares? Um, I'm just reading mm-hmm. Daredevil right now, so that came to mind. Oh, see, I thought you were talking about that news that um, the Netflix Matt Murdock might be in um the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I news is a strong word though. I feel like that's all hearsay at this point. I haven't been yeah. like like yeah i mean it'd be cool but um you know just thought i'd start the up with that fun blast from the past since last week i had no idea how to start the episode and uh, clearly the viewership noticed based on the numbers i just saw every time no 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 we are so last week we anchor app and it shows me the the listenership i have to see i have to see the listenership from the last week's episode to make this week's episode yeah, but here's here a couple things. One is we did go at a Star Wars podcast last week. Very and true. Could we don't. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it. But Star Wars is very clicky. Mm-hmm. I think, and that could explain it. The other thing is, yeah, we're a click um, unto ourselves. We don't need you. We are also very, very bad at social media because yes. I have been meaning to say multiple times on the on the Twitter account that we're infested with content because I find that to be a, <laughs> great. To be a, a hilarious. No, I'm still gonna write it. <laughs> we're um, a war mantle with content. Um. Well, actually, you know, Josh, you would be better with this because you have an extensive memorabilia collection and just some of the all time kind of star Wars items and just items in general from different cons, like um, not to get too personal into our lives, but you have a very great um, Carrie Fisher picture that I think is framed, right? Yeah. It's around here somewhere. I haven't unpacked a lot of that stuff, but it's a good Um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you exp- ex- explain why it's an all-time picture, that one with you and Carrie Fisher? Well, Carrie Fisher, her dog was in it as well, but I was mm-hmm. also running around uh, New York Comic Con with a, a plastic Negan wiffle ball bat from The Walking Dead that they were uh, selling at the Image Comics booth. And as Pete knows from our most recent Star Celebration, kind of my favorite thing to collect at a con 
is pictures of people who are dressed in various costumes beating me up. So yes. I'll just be like, oh, Boba Fett, will you beat me up for this picture? And then the Boba Fett will go, no, thank you. I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> but everyone else will be like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think the one, my favorite one I got at Celebration in Chicago was those two Canto bike cops. And one, oh, was right. holding, one was holding me back and the other punched me in the stomach. <laughs> no, no, pick. no. I, that was, I actually, I had one of those two where they were holding me, they were holding both of us back from fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah is, is one too. that's an all time one. Um, but yeah, so I had that that bat for those purposes, and in the, in the picture, Carrie Fisher has the bat and is is holding it as if she's gonna thinking about giving me what for. Um, what does this have to do with what we're talking about? A war mantle, right? What's on What's on your mantle? But, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm. Um, but we're way too early. I mean, we gotta we gotta stretch this out a little bit. I've got I got one thing, but it doesn't make sense in the context of this week's episode. Oh, cool. Um, I mean, we definitely do have things on our war mantle, um, for sure. And then there's there's also spots that are reserved for specific things. So like when we hit that one million mark of listeners, yeah, that's yeah, any on, day that's now. on the war mantle. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Doughboys um finally give that what is it Lakers bag that that, yeah. they, owe, that they owe mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. that goes on the mantle and then oh, there's yeah. like you know different different things a lot of people would be surprised to see our you know our war mantle to not have all of our various um physical feats um Little one thing bit. I do a lot is if a Jim has a lifting, a you know, metal or something like, you know, can you lift this certain amount of things and these certain sh- machines or um, the all out award, which is you max out every single machine at a gym um, at a certain point. I, 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 for one, and I don't know about Josh, I take more pride in the intellectual awards because that is something that is kind of subjective and, you know, you kind of have to be a little bit more persuadable as opposed to just my, you know, chiseled, um, hardened muscles that are just so much bigger than all these small, small, weak muscles that these other people at the gym have. Yeah. And they are so small and they are so weak and all our awards for lifting weights and stuff are so heavy. They don't fit on the mantle and they fall down They bring the whole mantle down. And I actually have to keep them outside because if you bring them in the house, they crunch down the, the floors. And also, that's some people might be asking, that's pretty heavy. We do our backyards. Um, you'll see on roads sometimes where um, you know certain semis can't go like three tons or heavier. We did have to get special cement put in that can that can hold all of the weights of our big, big metals. And... They are yeah, it's, it's made of dunium or whatever. Actually, we have not. Have we had a dumb metal in Bad Batch this season? Yeah, on the Rylon episode. I thought it was dunium, but I can't. I, who knows? It's, it's short. Dunium. I feel like I was kind of in this like haze of like, oh, I'm on Ryloth and I'm mm. having a good time, but I don't know why and I shouldn't be. <laughs> um, so I don't remember that whatsoever. But again, we are infested with content. We're infested with content. Um, yeah, um, so 
<laughs> well, what what else what else is on the war mantle for you, Josh? What is what's a prized possession that you have in your Star Wars collection? The only thing I actually have on the bookshelf down here right now that anyone would see, other than you know my books and movies and stuff, is the really cheap, crappy Luke Skywalker lightsaber that I bought as Star Silvers in Orlando for mm-hmm. my picture with Mark Hamill. I don't even have the picture, but I have the little rinky-dink lightsaber. And I'm pretty sure it fell off the bookshelf once, and it's kind of cracked, but whatever. Well, that just adds character to it. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, you know, I'm trying to try and, try and keep it more tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all. that's all for now. Yeah, for me, um, I'm just kind of looking around... Because, again, you know, we are big into Star Wars. We're big podcasters. But we also have other lives that um, provide meaning and value, not just our many, many listener um, that's out there. Podcasters are not a monolith. And um, one thing that's on my mantle is uh, this po'boy shirt that um, friend of the pod, first po'boy of the week, um, Christopher Sean signed where he wrote for me number one real po'boy um, brother and that that's that's framed you got a shirt framed and stuff and then um, for some reason and I never um, I don't know what this says about my personality but I have a bunch of Boba Fett um, memorabilia so like uh, a friend of mine got me a, a like a Build-A-Bear Boba Fett and like a relative gave me like a Boba Fett from like like the 80s like those Hasbro original things and I have just a bunch of Boba Fett things I have a Boba Fett flash drive I have a Boba Fett um, there's a few other Boba Fett things that I have like some Legos um, so I, I just I'm for some reason people think I'm really into Mandalorians which I am not go fool me uh, I mean, I have said this is the way um, one too many times. Yeah, um, I know that you usually say it as you're pressing up on the bench. Well, <laughs> that and when we have parties too, um, some people get really annoyed by it um, when we have like joint parties. And I'm at, I'm at, you know, the beginning. People are walking in, and then I just, I just point to the front door as they're walking in. I say, "This is the way to the party. <laughs> this is the way to the party." Yeah, and then, I mean... This is the way to to the chips. I hate to call myself out for joining in on the fun of your whole this is the way thing, but we do, of course, kind of famously have this routine where um, one of us will go up to John Favreau and and be like, hey, man, I know, like, we have, like, a whole thing, but you are doing, like, a really good job, and I just want to say... And then while one of us is doing that, the other will get down on their hands and, and knees behind him. Um, and they'll push him and they'll fall backward and we'll go, this is the way and we'll, ha, 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 we'll laugh at him. The whole party will laugh at him. Yeah. And we, and we also, we, it's been a while since we've done that. That was kind of in our wilder days. Um, we try not to do any physical humor as much because, you know, John Favreau is a relatively big guy, but. Well, yeah, you see him pick up that big old, that big old fake gun that he makes sure to show everybody he could pick up in the mm-hmm. Disney gallery. <laughs> well, somebody, somebody sent me this very rude message of, um, what's that movie with him? And, um, oh my gosh, 
I'm just going to assume you're talking about swingers. Is that the one where he's a football player? Oh, no, I have no idea. No, he's like a football player and... Um, Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's terrible. Is he so in this. No, he's on Rudy. It's um this one, and I don't. It's such a. It's so embarrassing how bad my memory is. Neo from the Matrix with, and John Wick. With content. Um, what's with that? Content. What's that actor's name? Um. Oh boy. Yeah, it's really bad. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu he Reeves. plays a a quarterback who is um. There's like a strike, and he gets thrown into a professional football league. And then John Favreau is like his running back and he's has like mental health issues, but everybody's okay with it. Like, um, you know, 20 years later, like clearly that person had some mental health problems and shouldn't have been playing football, but it's all funny. Ha ha ha. Based off of it. And I, John Favreau just is not for me. His content <laughs> Like, I'm glad that he's into the whole directing thing. Just him and what he, the performance he brings. It just, it has this um, mark of sadness to it. And I feel sad for the audience. I feel sad for him. And it's just, yeah, it's just not for me. We're infested with content. Just wanted to remind everybody. We are infested with content. Um, I just finished um, this High Republic book, Out of the Shadows, but we're not going to talk about it because you have not read the second High Republic novel, and this is this is a not a sequel to it. It is a sequel to the like Into the Shadows, Into the Storm. Um, So it it does follow one of them. Um, Reith Silas, who is that nerd Jedi from that book. And then it's more about Vernestra Rowe, who is a Jedi from like the comic series or like the kid novels. Mm -hmm. It's more about her, but um, I'll probably talk about it when we do a book boys at the end. Yeah. um, Because again, we are flushed um, with content. Right. One one might say we have, we're infested with it. We're infested with content. Published 2021 one invested with content yeah so josh do you have anything that you want to add before we get into this episode that you know i think we should continue because this was a good episode i know some star wars podcasts just don't want to do their job and yeah and they just decide oh we're not going to do our job and then it's fine and there's no repercussions and they just decide oh this is just like a fun hobby thing and i can or cannot do it on a whim and it's not a big deal either way and i just you know can decide not to cover it yeah and it's it's i mean it's great that we live in a society where people can have those sorts of ideas and think that sort of crazy nonsense and act that way and get away with it it's that's great um it's not for me i have a podcast it is um what i live for i don't just get to decide whether po boys comes out some week all right i don't get to i don't get to cross that off the list until i've done it i don't get to have a sick day okay i don't get to oh this was this was boring episode i'm not gonna do it i don't get to do that I have accountability, Josh. personal accountability. I have accountability to the fans. I have to accountability to Big George. Hashtag for the to fans. Big Dave. Yep, yep. I mean, not much has changed since 2020, so. Hashtag One for might the say fans. that there's no news. Um, and here, here is, you can't make this stuff up. So, um, and this, 
I'll end with this. So you type in Star Wars, and then here are the three top stories. One is from StarWars.com. The new R2-D2 Tamagotchi is here to be your droid buddy. Oh, boy. The second one is from Screen Rant. Last Jedi's new controversy shows it's the most misunderstood Star Wars movie. And then uh, something about a Lego set that's like the transport, um, clone troop transport, the one that, you know, is kind of the famous one where the doors are open. You probably know yeah. the specific name. The gunship. The gunship. So oh, gunship. I can't imagine if you had told me, like, name three boring Star Wars stories mm-hmm. and that was a dead week, Tamagotchi would definitely be on my bingo card. Yeah. And yeah. Um, people bringing up The Last Jedi new con, like the new controversy. There's no new controversy. There's not an. I. They're just trying to make me click it, and it's not going to work. Better not, because I don't feel like finding out what they're talking about. Um. So with that, I think we're just going to get into this episode. So last week goes long. This one's going to be short. Perfect. Uh, War mantle. War mantle. Big old hyphen. War mantle. Just All like right. Spider Man. War hyphen mantle. Is that a, okay? Yeah. So this week, um, the batch is really just minding their own business in hyperspace. And then, well, um, they're also spinning a knife in a very cool way. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. Holding and... a screwdriver thing and kind of thinking about whether or not they could pull off spinning it in the same way, which was um, another brilliant cool. small moment of animation brilliance from that whole team. Well, not just that, it's a really great nod to the fact that this is going to be a Hunter-focused episode. Mm-hmm. And Hunter's going to be, you know, which is potentially could episode. be on that mantle. Yeah. Um, so, very, very cool. Um, what's the Gonk droid's name? I, I genuinely think it might be Gonky. Gonky? Something like that. Um, sure. So. They have not really done any backstory on Gonky at any point um, or why they keep this Gonk droid um, around or what the importance. I've never understood the importance of a Gonk droid, but we get to it this episode of their utility, which mm-hmm. to, I find hilarious once we get to it. But um, yeah, so when they're in hyperspace, they're playing with knives and, you know, trying to mimic their brothers. And then, boom, we get a message um from you know somebody on an encrypted channel but literally anybody can contact the bad batch whenever they feel like (laughs) so that's not that big of a deal and it's kind of jedi rex who's you know like still wearing his clone trooper armor but like ooh, i've got like a little poncho so you know nobody's gonna tell that i'm a clone right um which is great um he's super busy he's doing stuff um and he's like oh i'm super busy can you help out my friend and they're like who and then he says okay thanks bye and then they get into the conversation of like should we save the person should we not save the person and um i really enjoy this like you know decision by committee stuff that they do they you know share why they shouldn't they share why they should some great humor with wrecker I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, Tech has a good point. Ooh, yeah. I Echo has a good point, too. Oh, the kid has a good point as well. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed all I enjoyed all of that. Yeah, for sure. 
And I guess we find out that they're still working for Sid. So I guess because part of me was kind of like, okay, so probably they're even now. But don't they they make a mention of like, no, we're on a mission for Sid. We got to do that or whatever. Maybe I misremembered. Yeah, yeah, no, they're on a mission for Sid. And they're like, if we don't do this, we're not going to get paid. Mm -hmm. And we need to get paid. Yeah. So I think it's just status quo. And they're still basically her indentured servants. Um, but she owes them, I guess, for saving them, mm-hmm. or for for them saving her. So, it their relationship hasn't changed at all. Um, that last episode was just basically a filler episode, you might even say. No, yeah, a filler. <laughs> um, of you know, because they're just so infested with content. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like us. Yeah. Or so. They do the classic, like, oh, I don't care about anybody. And then Omega's like, be sure about that. And then they're like, fine, let's go help them out. So we're on. Oh, no, we get we get a cut back to Kamino, right? For all of this before they get to that planet. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And they're all like, oh, schemes, things in motion, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And they're. Well, it's it's super interesting because they're they're pushing through that really. I mean, this episode basically is them trying to explain away the clones from yeah. episode four. Yeah. Um. So they're doing a lot of stuff. I mean, granted, there's obviously going to be a sequel episode, um, to War Mantle, yeah. um, because you have to polish. You know, anybody that's won anything ever, um, stuff gets dusty because there's not a lot of movement on the War Mantle. So obviously, there's going to be like a cleaning episode of like making sure that um, Hunter doesn't get dusty and stuff like that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Dustbuster. Um, but we're seeing, we're, I mean, we're seeing it a lot faster than I thought of, you know, Camino is about to get like wiped off the face of the earth mm-hmm. uh, and their civilization is about to get destroyed. I, I really like that the prime minister is like, we gave them the tools to destroy us. I thought that was a great line. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm sure they touch on it in the expanded universe or in legends, but you know, it is kind of making me realize like, Oh yeah, I have no idea what the fate of Camino is. You know, like you catch a glimpse of Naboo at the end of, you know, return of the Jedi and stuff like Camino, like eh, what happens there? You know? Cause it's, I mean, it, and they're, I mean, they're taking all those cadets and they're telling them, Oh, we're, we're, we're taking you somewhere, but no idea where. So what's going on with, are they gonna well because i was gonna say oh like are they gonna round them up and make them death troopers or something you know i don't know and the other thing too really only referenced in this time period so like you know the the high republic is touching on things high republic you know has explained coruscants um they've touched on naboo a little bit um like you were saying naboo's touched on a little bit in some of the um books that are post um episode one two and three and there's a Mm -hmm. little bit of conversation about that um but yeah we like geonosis camino no idea um geonosis we know a little bit from rebels but it's the the fate is um gonna be it seems like solely explained by bad batch of what happens to everything and it doesn't seem like it's gonna it's gonna be good yeah, because, I mean, you got to figure, you know, they got nice fancy labs there, nice fancy equipment, you know, 
how much does it cost to set up that crazy get up where it's coming out of the water like that? Like surely someone was like, Oh, well, even if the Kaminoans are kicked out, I can, I can turn this into something. I can use this for my, you know, nefarious purposes. So yeah, I'll be, uh, very curious what, what comes of that. Cause they do seem to be heading in that direction. And I, I mean, Camino's mm-hmm. my favorite planet. Camino's a good planet for sure. I love the ocean part of it. I think the interiors of those buildings are always very cool. I, I love that whole sequence in Attack of the Clones. So yeah, I'll be I'll be curious what goes on there. And they explain that like Camino is not their only planet, right? There was that episode earlier with the um campaign right. and and mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing, just on like it's a dead planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and the Prime Minister does make a, a, a comment that, like, you know, we have a backup plan, you know, we are, are leaving and stuff like that. So they certainly are have the plans for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you never see Camino like, in reference, I mean, it's an Outer Rim planet, but you never see in reference to other areas um, mm-hmm. or other Outer Rim planets that are talked about. So um, things, don't, things don't really look good. Um, the other character whose name I always forget, who's the one that cares about Omega the most, um, is referenced. Um, for her I feel to, like, like rep- I feel like there's mm-hmm. a character named like Tonway, maybe. I feel like there's a character named Lama Sue, maybe. I- Lama Sue sounds right. I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't remember any of the Kaminoan names. You know, give me give me a Kamino and Jedi, and they'll remember their name. All these bureaucrats and scientists, too boring, too boring. <laughs> um, interesting. All right, do a fun uh, thing me... with a knife, and I'll remember your name. You know, and that's impressive too, because there are so many clones. Like, how are you going to remember all of them? Yeah. But there he is, Hunter, because of the knives. Right. Like, it's very easy to remember him. Um. But yeah, there is, so, so there's allusions to some sort of plan, and I feel Nalasi, like we... Nalasi, that that's it. There you go. Lama Sue and Nalasi. And like Crosshairs is telling, you know, old boring old rampart, yeah, blah, 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 things are going according to plan or whatever. I my assumption is that their plan has nothing to do with or is it like Hunter getting captured on that planet and that whole diversion is separate. That is not Yes, 100%. Because there's all the whole emperor of it all. Where it's like, oh, no, actually, I fed you that information. This is all blah, blah, blah. And, but this is not that kind of show, I feel like. It makes zero sense that the Kaminoans would program that Order 66, and yet they wouldn't program, like, don't kill us. That's a great point. Though, to be fair, maybe they have. Mm-hmm. Well, it's... it's so, when they get to that last scene where... Um, the prime minister, you know, is in a room with two clones. Is it to insinuate that they've been detained or murdered? Because I mean, you know, you'd have the, right. there's no, there's no blaster fire or anything like that. Right. Cause I was looking like, Oh, they're going to be like a muzzle flash from under the crack in the door or something or, and there's nothing. And so, and now mm-hmm. that you bring that whole point up about like, Oh yeah. Wouldn't they have some sort of fail safe? The fact that we don't see what happens in that room seems seems pretty intentional. I mean, they just showed Offrey Target and his brains blown out all over the place. So they've clearly got uh, no qualms about just straight up executing people in this show. So, yeah, I, I am wondering now maybe if that is 
if that scene and hiding it is somehow setting up. Though well, it wasn't if you clones don't that go see in it there. It doesn't though. really happen. If you don't it see it, clones, doesn't really though. happen. It wasn't clones that went in there, though. It was two of the black armored crosshairs folk. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, the other thing um, that I think, and I'm glad that we didn't get this, but it had my mind kind of racing is like at some point, and I, I'm, I'm just going to make a prediction that this happens at some point. Wamasu gets sent out to the outer rim and she gets sent to that like Sith planet that had mm-hmm. never been referenced once before to yeah, start building Palpatine clones. Um, I, I'm just making that bet that it's going to probably happen. Yeah, or somehow, well, yeah, I was going to say, actually, Lil Yanni is not supposed to be a clone, I guess, so she maybe wouldn't yeah, be and also, with that. They, you know, there's, like, the those weird um, Sith cultist people that, like, hang out with Vader in his, like, castle. Yeah. Those people haven't been introduced at any point yet. I mean, they were introduced a little bit in Rebels when they get into the, like, you know, time travel stuff. Um, but that could also be a way of introducing that section that's not really talked about. It's talked about a little bit in the books after episode six. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, I mean, I want Lamasu and Omega to kind of interact with each other. And they've been kind of setting that up. Maybe some Fennec Shan saving her or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she hired her once. But we still, there's so many different possibilities and so many just unanswered questions that they're clearly going to answer because they dedicated a bunch of scenes that have nothing to do with where the Bad Batch was on this planet that I don't even remember what the planet was called. Darrow? Oh, it's, the, it's the forest moon of Endor. Back on Darrow. Yeah, it's it's the it's the forest moon of Darrow. I mean, maybe that's... Well, you can rename stuff, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, a moon you know, can as, have a name. Yeah, I mean, like you, you re- people rename streets after you know donations. They rename buildings after donations. Why couldn't you rename? You know, it's Dara right now, and then at some point it's Endor, based off of you know some endorsement or something like that from like Endor fruit snacks. Um, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. So on Dara, which is actually Endor, and which um, is really beautifully animated i mean they really them, really cool really really cool under the trees and the sunlight flickering through and i always talk about how much my appreciation for star wars really bloomed watching the bonus features for clone wars and in those bonus features the the animation guy there joel aaron or he's he's got some sort of technical uh very cool job and there's there's an episode of clone wars where they talk they're they're on camino and like a big giant tube shatters in the light and there's a bunch of shards of glass coming down through the light and the light glistens through them and this guy Joel Aaron walks you through like all the insane work he did <laughs> to make it and like how and and it's just like I never would have known but this guy really gets it like this guy is super passionate and so anytime I see like animation like that with the lighting effects I always think back to that and you know the the technical wizards behind all these stories but this is a great looking show. I mean, they're they're knocking it out of the park in a well, big bad and, way. And also, not to get too far ahead, but I was thinking that same exact thing when we get to the um, space battle—not space battle, atmosphere battle 
um, of the Havoc Marauder, which never gets referenced by name, versus all of those experimental TIE fighters. Um, and just how well done all of that is. Like, it was better than Rebels. It was better than um, Resistance, which was supposed to, you know, it was billed as a, you know, space battle TV show. Yeah, um, it was just, yeah. yeah, it was just so, um, it was, it was so, so well done. I loved, and I'm so curious to think about what it is, what that base is. Um, because tech is yeah. like, there's no data on it, which means that, you know, tech had literally everything, you know, was tuned into every Intel report knew when order 66 was about to happen knew what order 66 was called and knew you know that obi-wan was engaging on utapau so this is kind of a mark that tech doesn't know which is really really bad and they also reference that at another point during the episode that his his entire role in the bad batch is basically gone yeah <laughs> yeah um it's is a striking base that's for sure and it's also it's you know, one of these things that speaks to like, I don't know how just like everyone is uh, okay with like Palpatine's long game. Cause it's like, if you're like, oh, we won the war, we're the Empire now, blah, blah, blah. But then you're assigned to this secret base that clearly wasn't built within the last few months. Like, this is clearly very long term planning pre, mm-hmm. you know, um, and people just don't. It's just like, oh, okay, this is fine. <laughs> it could easily, it could know. easily even be a separatist base too. That's true. That That's they true. that they that they took over because you know, in episode two, you know, they have the Death Star plans already done. They're kind of moving on different parts. We haven't seen the earliest iteration of the Death Star, but you know, that looks like some component of the Death Star. Although the base itself is just a training base because. Mm-hmm. We find out that, you know, we are there to save Gregor, who is... Who's one of... got a new haircut. Mm-hmm. He's got um, a new haircut. Because it's Gregor and Wolf, I believe, are the two that mm-hmm. are chilling with um, Rex in Rebels. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is a clear character who we know what happens to him to yeah. a certain extent. And making an allusion to the fact that it seemed for all intents and purposes that he exploded and died in his one episode of the clone wars, which is of course fan favorite D squad arc. Mm-hmm. And he mentions like, Oh, I got blown up before I survived. Great. All right, cool. Moving on. Um, which is reference. I'm glad that you got that reference because I certainly didn't. Um, we get a great infiltration scene. Um, yeah, we really do. With some excellent music by Kevin Kiner, who I will I got a big nod here, or well, he gave a big nod. I would say there's a lot of the original like Darth Vader Empire theme from A New Hope before the Imperial March was a thing. There's like a different theme that they use in A New Hope for it, and he hmm. did a lot of iterations on that in this episode, which was very cool because I mean this is very much like the early Empire, and it's the first we're seeing of stormtroopers in this sort of like phase zero armor which is borrowing heavily from kind of original ralph mccory designs so all kinds of awesome homages to a new hope there that were very effective for me but i mean i i really thought kevin kind of killed it this episode 
It was such a good score. And it really made me realize like how much of Star Wars and Star Wars that I like is people like running around hallways. Yeah, running around hallways and then jumping on and off elevators. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit of a narrative disconnect um, because stormtroopers did end up hitting some of the Bad Batch, which is <laughs> right, you know, we, right. not a lot. Um, yeah, and it's also like well, these like park commandos. Yeah, those parkour commandos that didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> that they were like that one that one parkour commando that like basically takes out tech. And then it takes like three of the bad batch to take out this one commando. That makes no sense. Um, <laughs> They're clone commandos. They're a big deal. Yeah, but Didn't like is it Rex? Game? Rex is a clone commando, right? No, no. Oh, interesting. Okay. Or I guess they're called Republic commandos. But yeah, Gregor is the only commando you meet during the course of Star Wars and Clone Wars, and they never did do a proper like commando arc. They pop up on Camino. They come down from a dropship and like walk past. As sort of like a cameo type thing, but you never see them in action other than that one Gregor episode where it gets blown up in D Squad. So you never, we never really did get a sense of like, what's the deal with these commandos? Why are they so tough? Why are they so cool? So maybe they're trying to kind of mm. backfill that here with how successful they are against the batch. Yeah, because it, as far as the show at this point um, wants you to believe, is the bad batch is, you know, they. They have a name for everybody else. Regs. They are better than everybody. They outsmart them. They are physically stronger. They just absolutely demolish them. And at a certain point, they add to some of the, you know, um, not horror, but like you are scared for the Bad Batch at certain parts of this episode. And it's just like, oh, wow, this like clone commando is literally giving it to them. And, you know, it takes three of them just to subdue and then i think the one clone there's two clone commandos that get taken out one i think gets stunned and then one gets shot off a ledge in a hilarious fashion yeah Mm -hmm. so Um, yeah i that whole that whole infiltration it was i don't know it was great it was great it really it just felt like creeping around the death star and it felt like one of the things I like from Rise of Skywalker, which is that momentary kind of tracking shot of Poe and Finn and Chewie running through the hallways of that Star Destroyer. And I was just like, this is great. I just want to watch people run down hallways. I just love it when people, I love when people run down hallways or truth or daredevil, baby. I love it when people fight in a hallway for a long time and the camera never cuts. I thought you were going to say, I love it when people shoot door panels in hallways so that they can escape. Hey, as long as they're running and it's in a hallway, I'm there, baby. And they do such a great job of different, you know, providing information without having to, like, shout it out of, like, that scene where tech triggers the alarm. Because oh, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Tech no longer has, you know, complete control to everything. Everything is completely new. And, you know, that kind of just adds to the, like, we're screwed portion of it. And... Um, it's, I mean, it's just really good. I, 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 I enjoyed every part of all that was entailed with that. And then, um, we get a great, you know, they're out in that exhaust port trying to get an evac and you have, um, was it Wrecker or was it Omega that was flying? I feel like it was, it was Omega. Wrecker. Oh, was it? Okay. Oh, yeah, it was Omega, and then because she's trying to maneuver it when she's closer to the to the port there, 
and tech gets in and, and takes over. Because I was thinking like, right. oh, wow, technically, right now, at this period in Star Wars history, Omega is probably a better pilot than Hera. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mega gets to drive, which is exciting. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I'm bagging on tech a lot. You know, we have gotten zero character development, but the last few episodes have he we're not getting like story development, but we're getting useful interactions. I'm really enjoying how they're using him. Um, like in Infested in that Ryloth episode. With 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 Infested, you have that like light bomb that he made in the Ryloth episode, you get that really good flying in atmosphere that he does. And then um, just how casually, you know, he throws up that grenade to blow up the vent so that they can start climbing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, 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 it's not like I was anti tech, but I definitely have been enjoying the, the tech um, highlighting that they've been doing. Echo is, is now the bottom of the batch wow. in terms of explaining stuff. I don't know. I was about to say, I'm, I, I hate to I think Echo actually got something of a moment that is something like character this week because they get to that base and they're gonna they're like no this isn't staying we're out of here and then you have Echo being like no when you were on Skyco Minor I was a guy in that base and if nobody had come to get me I don't know where I would have been right now and I'm not gonna let that happen to somebody else and you get this kind of reminder that like Echo is still you know Omega's around now but Echo is other than Omega the newest addition to this and mm -hmm. He's not, um, I guess they keep calling him defective or whatever. You know, he doesn't have like a superpower like these guys or whatever. You know, he, he came up in the regular ranks. He used a reg, so to speak. And so I thought that he did get uh, a, a nice moment there that actually involved care, which was exciting for him. I think he should be very proud. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I love all the guys and, the, you know, the main cast is great, but yeah, I, echo and tech are still like just kind of there and they're they have nice moments they they do cool mm -hmm. things but i'm like who are who are you tech what do you do we you just read a book when you're bored i think we have a we have a mutual friend that sometimes i used to joke um whenever i tried to imagine them by themselves doing anything like having a hobby or doing anything all i could picture was them sitting in a room with all the lights off smiling into the darkness <laughs> it's like what does tech do when no one else is around i don't i mean i don't even imagine i guess maybe he like turns his spectacles left and right so they zoom in and out would be my guess I mean, like, oh is that a dust particle oh wow okay he's it's just, he's just constantly tinking around with things he just doesn't let anybody know he's got so many projects and he just he, he he's reading ahead in the story and mm -hmm. he's just like, oh, you didn't know that? Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> I just thought everybody knew War Mantle and what was happening. Um, he, so we, we basically come to the end of this, which is um, Hunter basically gets um, falls like a thousand feet. Yeah, I was like, what is this Black Widow? Jeez, falling in every branch on the way down. Um, and very, very cool, um, how, how they do it. I'm really bummed, but at the same time, it makes perfect sense on how Hunter gets captured. Like I was, I, you know, th this, this episode starts with Wolf getting chased and Gregor. getting captured by 
those like dog things. I don't know what they're I don't know what they're called. I feel like we see them on Geonosis. I think we see them on Geonosis. Okay. And when Django um, Fett captures Anakin and Padme, there's one there, and there's some Geonosians that have them on like leashes or whatever. So I don't mm-hmm. know what they're called. Um. Yeah. So you know, Wolf gets Wolf gets captured. Gregor. Sorry, Gregor gets captured. <laughs> Gregor gets captured, and then we have that. So I thought when he fell, and then you see, you know, the troopers land that he was going to do start the running and he was going to do the correct way of, you know, dodging and he's going to steal a ship because he's so much better. That's tracking. That's his thing. Blah, 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 blah. But no, it's, you know, 50, 50, 50 clones, just kind of or 50 stormtroopers, just, you know, uh, basically get around him and then corner him. And then he gives up yeah. like he definitely should. So I, it, it, that seems like a more realistic take than, you know, doing survival of the fittest or um, kind of the most dangerous, no, the most dangerous game with Hunter versus like a thousand stormtroopers. It yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. It's yeah. And you're, you're forgetting Pete that Hunter's skill is tracking. This is like, he is like genetically altered to be good at tracking and tracking dear friend is the exact opposite of escaping. And so to escape, to run away, to avoid a thing would would go against every instinct he has down to the fiber of his being is in his marrow to go to a thing, not away from it. So he is not able to escape fundamentally. Correct me if I'm wrong and they're just writing this out, but I kind of distinctly remember from the Bad Batch introduction in Clone Wars that Hunter isn't he supposed to be able to feel all electricity on a planet or something? You sound like, insane. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll just stop at the insane part. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's your power? Oh, I could feel all the electricity on on the planet. Yeah, he could feel all the energy or something. What do like you mean? That. Oh, you know, like, I can feel it. What do yeah. you mean? Like I can just feel it. I can feel all. Like think of all the electricity. I can feel it. Yeah, like um, the Matrix, like Neo. Yes, Neo, who's <laughs> the famous line from the Matrix. Whoa, I know how to feel all the electricity on the planet. I didn't say the writing was good, like Bad Batch. Um. Anyway, so we get into um this great kind of atmospheric, you know, um. Havoc Marauder versus um, experimental what Tie Fighters? It's I I didn't even get a great they're, look at them. They're around in the Clone Wars. They're around in Episode Three. I don't know what they're they're called, but I they're all. I mean, they're almost like a somewhere halfway between a Tie Fighter and an X Wing sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that. Yeah, I know the ship's talking about. But yeah, I'm I'm not sure what they're. I don't know what their deal is. I they never suck. built a Lego of them. So yeah, big blank for me. Uh, and then we get you know quite a finale with crossbones, crossbones, cross eyes. No, what is his name? Cross eyes. That can't cross, be right. Cross crosshairs. Mm-hmm. Is it crosshairs. There we go. Crosshair. Yep. We're festive with content. Uh, crosshairs. Festive with nicknames. Reunion there, which is mm-hmm. uh, intense. I mean, I'm 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 very excited for what will undoubtedly be an incredible dialogue between the same man 
when Crosshairs and Hunter have a little discourse next week. And this show is, I mean, they've proven with their writing that I can get hyped up for a scene where those two guys talk to each other and they're, they're going to deliver. I have no doubt. Even just them talking in that cell is, is going to be awesome. My big takeaway, though, because this hasn't, we haven't done two parts. Well, the Ryloth was, was kind of a two part, right? But mm-hmm. this is very indicative of the end of the first season of Rebels as well, which sees a member of that, uh, you know, family unit captured mm-hmm. and then the team scrambling in their absence to try to get them back. Now, whether that is, you know, I, my assumption is that's what, because we only have two episodes left. So my assumption is that's where this is heading and they'll get Hunter back or try to get Hunter back. Could be totally wrong. Maybe they'll implant Hunter with a brain trip and he'll be the bad guy next year. Who knows? Um, but it's, it's very similar. It's very I don't similar like that take at all. To, well. <laughs> no, thank uh, you. I hadn't even thought about that. No, thank you. Because the last, the la- the final season of Rebel or the first season of Rebels, the final four episodes or so are are like an arc, whereas Rebel and Rebels was not necessarily arced like Clone Wars was. I mean, it, it moved forward, but yeah, those la- the last chunk of episodes of season one of Rebels dealt with something very similar. So I'll be curious to compare and contrast how Bad Batch handles that. Mm-hmm. And also. Um... It definitely changed how I thought the trajectory was going to go because, you know, Rampart gives Crosshair the okay to hunt down the Bad Batch, and he really doesn't do it. You know, he like was probably told like, "Hey, we we captured this this guy Hunter. On, I'll be there as fast as I can. Let me go to this planet." So it's not like you know Crosshair's made it his mission to hunt them down. He just continued doing whatever he was doing with Rampart. And right. then was notified and, you know, decided to check it out and see what, see, see what was up. Which is why I bring up that whole him telling Rampart, yeah, yeah, the plan is working kind of a thing. Because it seems like he's probably referring to whatever the exodus going on in Camino is. But, you know, we can't discount that the very previous, you know, last week's episode, we have Crosswell's being told, okay, you can hunt this guy down. So he's clearly going about that some way. So if this is mm-hmm. not it, then whatever that means is they that is still unfolding for the batch to contend with. However, I am not, you know, this is not what I'm jonesing for, but I don't think it is beneath Star Wars storytelling for, you know, Crosshairs to be like, yeah, we knew Rex was on the planet with you guys because he escaped like right before we found you and we can get a beat on Rex and we know Rex is close with Gregor so we just put the pressure on Rex and then we put the pressure on Gregor so Rex can't get him and I knew you would come running because you've been spotted with Rex recently I don't know um cuz yeah I mean it's fun. it's like you said it was like all right go get him crosshairs and then oh something happened over here that had nothing to do with you and we got him we don't actually need you I don't know I'll be curious are they connected or not and if they're not connected, you know, it's Crosshair's then still got in his back pocket his scheme to to get the rest of the batch. Do we know what next week's episode's name is? Um, 15 and 16 both um, have no name. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Because then here's my other big question for you, Pete. Do we think that by the end of this season, Crosshair's will be like de-chipped? 
Or do you think going into season two, he will re- remain the antagonist? Um. So want and predict. I think he'll be D-chip by the end of this. Um, mm-hmm. Because they love doing, you know, redemption for ear. He mm-hmm. should not and should continue to be a villain. Um, they have He's not introduced. I mean, other than Rampart, they haven't introduced a named villain yet. Um, right. My bigger prediction is we're going to get some cameo of somebody that I have zero interest. Obviously. Um, zero interest in seeing. Like, we're going to get like. Well, no, I would actually be pretty excited about Porky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Porkins. Good Lord. Not Porkins, Porky. Um, from oh, Corky, you mean? Mm, yep. Porkins would be a good one. Or, Get it together, man. Um, Cassian, that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Well, because um, I, mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're like going beat for beat with the end of Rebels. I'm sure that won't be the case. But I mean, I, I feel like we all kind of know at this point that the season finales of of Star Wars television tend to, not always, but tend to involve some sort of mythological cameo or appearance the first season of rebels being a, a good example and so my my mind goes to oh they're able to get um crosshairs you know de-chipped by the end of the season and then you know the very end of the finale for the season would be oh my gosh it's this mythic antagonist it's it's star killer it's thrawn it's you know and now he's in charge of getting on the bad batch it's Mara Jade. Oh wow! I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's just you know, and this is again just me kind of noticing one similarity between between this and Rebels, and then thinking like, oh, where might this go? Because I mean, I, but I mean, I feel like I feel like the assumption is some some good or bad major character will be introduced probably in the last episode to get folks excited for next year. Um. But I would also be okay with Dex uh, is going to show up. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Hopefully he still doesn't have a belt. Um, I would be fine with crosshairs continuing to be, because I think it would also be like, I trust this show and D rather bigger as a, as a performer to really nail like you D chip crosshairs. And then he's kind of like, yeah, it wasn't all the chips. Like <laughs> I believe this stuff. And I still am a good soldier and I still follow orders. And that's just me as a person as well. The chip didn't help, but like you do chip me. I'm still, I'm still empire baby ride or die or him being de chipped and be like, I'm done with all of this. Goodbye. This voice I have is so weird. I got to get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would not mind, you know, they break out Hunter and they knock out crosshairs unconscious. And then Omega's like, grab him and then it she puts on herself to kind of de-chip. I would really like to see some interaction. I think we're going to with um Lama Su or Salie Salie, I don't know. Um, you know, Prime Minister and the Scientist. Salieri. Um uh, <laughs> I would like to see that and um see some kind of like they're going out of their way to help the Kaminoans. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we've kind of seen so much of like, what's their plan? What's their backstory? Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm 
every prediction I've done is wrong. I've really enjoyed the direction of where they're doing. And I'm grateful that we've been infested with content for, you know, the last like two months. We are infested with content. And I, I will say I'm, I'm already, I'm already missing having bad batch every week. I mean, we still got two more weeks, but, uh, um, and two, and you know, we could also do a, a recap. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, I'm not talking about the pod though. I'm talking about for oh. my life and for my Fridays. Yeah. F- yeah, for sure. It's definitely it's definitely a bright spot. So um, I think that's everything on my end. Are you good? All that's fit to print, baby. All right. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, pubboyspodcast at gmail dot com. And um, we we are infested happens. with content. But if you'd like to um, add us on social media at pubboyspodcast, Twitter and Instagram. So we will yep. see you all next week, episode fifteen. And Pete's mom, you're welcome for all the noise happening in the background on my end this week. I did it for you.